Hey everybody, John Fenn here, Church Without Walls International, C-W-O-W-I.org. We are a house church network. We celebrate the gathering of the saints, uh, meeting in homes, and where possible, rotating who leads and rotating who hosts each week. So when we outgrow a home, there's a core group of people who are used to hosting in their homes, used to leading, and so they just uh, multiply out and begin rotating uh, with other families among themselves, and so on. That's how they did on the day of Pentecost for the first 300 years until Christianity was legalized and Constantine called them into the former pagan temples, and uh, we've had church, what we call church and church building ever since. But visit our website, uh, and also there's there's question and answer videos about house church, everything else, so cwowi.org. Today, asking the question, why shepherds? Why did the angels appear to the uh, to the shepherds to announce the birth of Jesus, and what does their message mean, peace on earth, goodwill towards men? So let's go back to Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 20, where it says that in, in the way that Mary had just delivered baby Jesus, and it says that in that same country there were shepherds watching their flocks uh, by night in the fields, and it says an angel of the Lord came to them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about, and they were very afraid. And he said, don't be afraid, for I bring good news. Unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign to you. He's going to be wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a food trough, a manger, a food trough for animals. And it says, suddenly there was with that angel a multitude of the heavenly hosts, all saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill towards men. So we want to take this apart, and there are several elements to it. First off, let's talk about the uh, the fact that there that that there was an army of angels. The word "host" in the King James version is the word "army." It's an old English word, and it means the army. So you have the one angel who appeared to the shepherds, and then suddenly there was with them a whole host, a whole army of angels. Now, why would the Lord send an army? of angels to a bunch of shepherds to announce the Savior had been born. Well, let's go back to asking who were the shepherds. Now, what I'm sharing with you is not chapter and verse. This is historical information. This is extra biblical. It's outside the Bible. But we know demographically there were things that happened that changed within Israel. When God originally gave the laws of Moses to Moses, they were a people wandering around in the wilderness. And because of the disobedience of the generation that had come out of Egypt, they wandered, ended up for 40 years. And so it was actually their children, that is ages 40 and under, uh, who, who conquered the, the promised land. And so when they went into that promised land, it was a very agricultural society. And the laws of Moses require a lamb and require birds and require uh, calves and goats and, and things of that nature, require animals, livestock for sacrifice. But as time went along and Israel became settled, as with we see around the world today, more and more people began living in the cities. So what do you do when there are more and more people living in the cities and nobody's got a sheep in their backyard or a herd of cows anymore and they're not keeping birds? What do you do with that? So that's the first thing. There's still a need for animals because the law of Moses required animals be sacrificed. But now you have city dwellers who have to rely on the farm folks uh, to supply the animals. 
That's the first issue. The second one is this. The temple of God was established and was in existence there during Jesus' time and the time of his birth. But imagine that they're like any megachurch or like any business, but let's say a megachurch. And let's say there's 10,000 people in that church, but and they are spread out in either one campus or one facility or maybe several, but maybe there's only 250 employees. I mean, when you have a church of that size, there's only so much you can do. There are only so many employees, let's say 250 for the sake of round numbers. Well, imagine the temple back in the first century being very similar. It's a fixed structure and there's only so many jobs to go around. And yet the population had continued to increase of the Levites. So what do they do when you have more and more city dwellers of the common people who need animals for sacrifice, and there are more Levites than there are jobs in the temples? What happened historically, we know, is that the Levites, the tribe of Levi, became the suppliers for the city dwellers of sheep and goats and cattle and and things of that nature. So the city dwellers could buy what they needed to sacrifice on the temple grounds, then they go in and sacrifice it. That's why Jesus threw, threw the money changers out. They were buying and selling uh, or, or selling the, the livestock in the temple there, and they were taking an exorbitant profit because they had a trapped audience. The, the city dwellers needed to buy the animals to adhere to the law of Moses, but they were being charged exorbitant prices. And so Jesus threw them all out and said, you've made my house a, a den of thieves. Who were those Who were those people selling the animals? Who were the shepherds? They were Levites. We know historically they around the, around the area of Bethlehem is where uh, there were flocks and everything else. And I'm sure there were other non-Levitical uh, shepherds, of course, as well. But we do know that there were Levites who became shepherds to supply the animals for the final sacrifice. So the reason, if you can draw that out, you can. the reason the angel would come to shepherds is because, number one, they were probably Levites. Number two, the good, good shepherd, the great shepherd, was being born, and he was also the final sacrifice. So all these things wrap around together on why the angels were sent to them, to shepherds. The second point is that what is the army of the Lord doing appearing to these shepherds? Why the army of the Lord? Because it says there was with the angel suddenly a multitude of the heavenly host. Again, host is a King James Version, Old English word for army. Well, we go back to Joshua chapter 5. And if you read Joshua chapter 5, starting with verse 13, and the next couple verses just end chapter 5. And it says this, when Joshua was at Jericho, he saw a man standing against him with a sword drawn. And Joshua approached him and said, are you for us or for our enemies? And he, and the, the stranger, the man said, no, uh, we would say in English, neither. I, but I am here representing the army of the Lord. He said, I am captain of the host of heaven. I'm co- captain of the host of the Lord. In other words, I'm captain of the army of the Lord. And he said, and, and Joshua fell on his face to worship him. And the angel, or the, excuse me, not the angel, the person said, take off your shoes for you're on holy ground. Now, there's, there are some books and teaching that's in error uh, that says this was an angel. There's one book that even claimed it was the angel Gabriel, and that's error and that's false doctrine. And we know this for several reasons. Number one, uh, Joshua and Moses wrote in a way that they described the natural view first and then they described what was really happening. In natural view is that this was a man, and, and so that was what 
That's how Joshua approached him. We see the same writing style in Genesis 18, where Abraham is sitting in his tent door during the heat of the day and says three men came to him. And it's only later, about 17, 18 verses later, that you find out that it was the Lord and the two angels sent to rescue Lot. So first in the natural, it looks like a man with a sword drawn. Are you for us or against us? Neither. I am here because I'm captain of the host of the Lord. And we know that also it's not an angel because Joshua worshiped. Angels don't receive worship. Number two, Joshua removed his shoes and was told to remove his shoes because it was holy ground. Shoes are man-made. And in the Old Testament, it said you cannot approach God wearing shoes because, because God made the earth, God made your body. There's no, the interface between them cannot be, cannot be uh, with something that man made. Man can't come to God on his own efforts. That's why the Lord also told them if you build an altar in the wilderness, you cannot hew any stone. You have to take the rocks as you found them in the field and build an altar to the Lord. You're not allowed to shape them in any way, lest you could say you contributed to your salvation. That's why, you know, Christians have to understand once you have Christ in you, there's no amount of fasting, no amount of giving, no amount of praying, not a, no amount of good works. There's nothing you can do to improve upon Christ in you. Paul mentioned that in Romans chapter eight, that was his point. He said, how, if you've, if, if God did not spare his only son, but he gave you freely, Jesus, how can he not also freely give you everything else? Because his son is numero uno, the, the most important thing the father had. So when you inherit Christ, you inherit everything. So it makes all religion and all religious efforts go out the window when you have Christ in you. And so when, so Joshua is there and he's, he's worshiping, his shoes are off. And the translators correctly made, the rabbis long ago, centuries ago, correctly made a good division of, of chapter and verse, uh, if you will. And, and the, those who set the canon of the Bible later uh, set chapter and verse to start chapter 6 because it says, it continues and says, and Jericho was closed up because they saw the multitude of Israel come across the Jordan River and they were very much afraid of them. And then verse 2 says, now the Lord said to Joshua. So we know the captain of the army of the Lord was the Lord himself, was Christ himself. He was worshiped. He told Joshua to take off his shoes. And then in the next chapter, right away, it switches from what it looks like in the natural to who it really was. And it says, and the Lord said to Joshua, and he gave him the instructions on how to take the city of Jericho. So there is the Lord, that's Christ, as the captain of the host of the, of the Lord. That is the captain of the army of the Lord. So we fast forward to Luke chapter 2. And we wonder why the army of the Lord was sent to the shepherds. It's because when that first shepherd said, hey, don't be afraid. I bring you glad tidings, good joy for all people. Unto you is born a Savior, Christ the Lord. And he says, suddenly there was with that angel the army of the Lord, a multitude of the army of the Lord. And they announced peace on earth, goodwill towards men. Why? Because their captain had emptied himself as Philippians chapter 2 verses six and seven say, actually verse five, let this mind be in you, which was also in Christ Jesus, who didn't think it robbery to cling on to and hold on to his rights and privileges as God, but he emptied himself and became as a man and finding himself fashioned as a man, humbled himself, even humbling himself to the death of the cross. And so the, the angels in astonishment, in wonder, in awe, have their captain who has emptied himself of all the rights and privileges of being God's son, of being Christ with the Father from time immemorial, has now emptied himself to become a human being. And the army of the Lord is saying, peace, 
towards earth, goodwill to men. They are not saying, hey, you all play nice together. They're not saying, hey, be at peace with one another. The army of the Lord is there to say, peace on earth. The army of the Lord, God himself, has goodwill towards men. And this is supported by what Paul wrote in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verses 17 through 21, where Paul wrote in verse 17, he said, if any man is in Christ, he's a new creation. Behold, all things have become new. The old has passed away. And he says that he continues to say this, and all things are of God who has given to us the ministry of reconciliation. That is to say that God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not charging their sins against them. For he was in Christ reconciling the world. And so we as ambassadors now implore you, be reconciled to God. So that is what Paul says is God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself, not charging their sins against them. So the army of the Lord appears with that single angel, the army, the host, and says, peace on earth, goodwill towards men. In other words, God the Father has goodwill towards men. And here's the proof of it. His son who has emptied himself and become a human being. And now those angels saw their captain become a human being so that the Father could reconcile the world to himself. What an amazing thing. What an amazing thing. And I'll throw this in. I learned this in Bible school back in 1979. It says the sign was that you'll find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes lying in a manger. So probably Joseph and and Mary found home, uh, temporary housing, in one of the caves around Bethlehem. And it was certainly in a stable, because a manger means a food trough for animals. And so Jesus was wrapped in swaddling clothes. Swaddling clothes back then were what we would term underwear. It was soft cloth, the softest of the cloth, because they're putting it directly against their skin, and then is wrapped around the waist and groin area to, as, a, as an underwear, as, as undergarments. And so the swaddling cloths were worn by everybody uh, to, to, uh, as underwear, as what we would call underwear today. The interesting thing is that in the pre in the priests, uh, as it t- pertains to the priests in the temple, there are several lamps in the temple, and one of those is called the light of the world, and it's mentioned in John chapter seven where Jesus stood up and 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 said, "I am the light of the world." He's he's saying, "I'm the true light of the world." But what happened is the swaddling clothes of the priests would be used when they were worn out and everything else. They would be used as the wicks in the lamps in the temple and wicks for the light of the world. So it's interesting that here, the the reason it was a sign in part was because he was wrapped in swaddling clothes. He was wrapped in the material that became the wicks or that was the same as used in wicks for uh, the light of the world lamp in the temple, showing that Jesus is the light of the world. Anyway, God bless. Hope this has been a blessing.